All right, welcome to the podcast today. Yesterday, Philip was on. He is not here today, but we have replaced him just for the day. Uh, Bethany is here as usual. Bethany, would you like to introduce our, our special guest today? This is the one and only TSA senior ambassador extraordinaire, Miss Kennedy Jones. Hi, Kennedy. Hi, how are you? I am wonderful. So, um, you're on today because you are also the podcaster at TSA, right? Well, I was. What happened? Yes. Um, I don't really know. I founded it last year, and then this year they told me I couldn't do an internship again, and then they gave the podcast to someone else. But that's okay. What do you What do you mean you couldn't do it? So it's the school's podcast, and you created it, and then they kicked you off of it? Yeah, basically. Hmm. How come they won't let you? Bethany, help me out here. Why Why? Why did this happen to poor Kennedy? I, I don't know. That's that's beyond my pay grade. Hmm. Well, Kennedy, it's good to have you on our podcast. Did Bethany explain what happens here? Did she give you any background? No. Okay. So <laughs> we we just talk. Well, how about let's let's go with this because I don't I don't want to keep you for some of the boring stuff um, that we might get into later on. So the beginning of the podcast is all about you. So tell us about um, why you started that podcast. Um. It was kind of an accident. So not last year, but the year before that. Last or two, two days ago, something like that. I was approached by Mr. Sagers and he asked me if I wanted to do an internship. And this was this new program they were doing. They didn't really know what it was, but they wanted me to be a part of it. And I said, okay, I've got some extra space in my schedule. Kennedy, hold what, on. What, was the, uh, what was the program? Well, they didn't know yet. Oh, <laughs> okay. It, they just said, well, we want to do an internship. And I said, what, well, what department would you like me to be in? And they said, well, what do you want to do? And I told them that I do music and I'm a creative writer. And they didn't know what to do with that. Because the other kids that were interning were going to work in the school store or the box office. Um, one kid was like building a website. So they didn't know what to do with my skill set. And then at some point, somebody mentioned starting a podcast. And I was super excited by this because... When I was little, I was like, I'm going to start a podcast. This is going to be a thing I do. But I had no idea how to do any of that. And I kind of forgot that I wanted to do it until somebody brought it up. And so... How old were you when you were little? Oh, um, like 11. 11. So, so it was like seven years ago. Okay. Were there podcasts then? Yeah, they were in their infancy, but they were definitely there. Okay, cool. So then... Uh, I thought it was just going to be me, and then at the beginning of last school year, I found out that I had a partner with this podcast, and um, it was Zelda. Her name was Zelda, and she she knew um, like editing with uh, audio, and she was a um, video production major, so she knew more of that stuff, and I knew how to write, basically. That so was you, my you were project. like the star, and she was kind of like the producer extraordinaire. Well, kind of. At first, we both tried we tried doing a co-host thing, and that didn't really work. And then we didn't. We thought it was supposed to be like advertising for TSA, and then Sagers told us not to do that. And we kind of had to take a moment and rebrand and figure out, okay, what do we want to accomplish with this? So it ended up becoming, uh, we did monthly interviews with teachers, um, and then we did this uh, segment called Bacon Bits, where we would do... Uh, little interviews with a group of four or five teachers and they would just answer a bunch of our random questions and we would put it all together. Bethany, we should have done the five second rule today with Kennedy. I didn't plan it. I Oh no, I was just going to say like there's no better way to haze her into this than the five second rule. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're not hazing anybody. Stop. And th that was very <laughs> insensitive considering the, uh, the, the things that have happened today. But Kennedy, I'm I'm kind of disappointed in the uh, in the adult to TSA. They just like threw you into this thing and didn't give you any direction at all. Yeah, but they, but they, that's pretty they, much what happens every single day. Yeah, that's no. that's the TSA way. Sounds like a a, a child uh, a birth child of Dave Gerke for uh, for sure. <laughs> we do a lot of experimenting. I get it, I get, but it it sounds like you found yourselves pretty quickly. Like, yeah, I didn't. I don't think you need to do ads for TSA, but interviewing teachers. I mean. That's why it's it's really easy to start a podcast. It's more challenging, Kennedy, as you might have found out, to be good at a podcast because, as you probably know or you've heard of from friends, um, 
everybody's like, yeah, let's do a podcast. And then after like 30 minutes of talking, you're like, oh, we have to do this all the time. We don't have anything to talk about. But going to the teachers and getting to know uh, for some of the other students to get to know the teachers they didn't have or maybe that they wanted or some of the uh, the parents in the school uh, of the kids get to know some teachers that their kids interact with all the time. So that was a very neat way to go about the podcast. I think you should bring it back and I'll, I'll support it in whatever way I can. Thank you. Make it part of the uh, Bethany will make it part of the uh, the morning reboot podcast network. There you go. We have a we can use the recording studio, so we just have to black out a schedule of time that we can get in there. <laughs> so Kennedy, how were you? Were you really disappointed when whoever told you like you're off the podcast? Because it seems like again you created this, and after the adults threw you into the cauldron with nothing. Yeah, I was disappointed. Um, it kind of fell apart at the end of last school year because I wasn't at school, so I couldn't really do anything. So I got cut short, and then when scheduling came around, um, I didn't originally sign up for an internship, so it was partly my fault. I didn't originally sign up for the internship because they said I couldn't do it more than once. And then I was emailing um, my counselor, Mrs. CJ, and at the end of summer, and she said that I could do a second podcast or a second internship. And so then I asked if I could do the podcast again, which when I started it, it was called the Oink, okay. um, because our mascot's a flying pig, and I thought that was really cute. And then they rebranded it, and it's now called the TSAB. And they okay. said that they had the max number of students for it, which is just one. They only have one student working on it, so I don't really know what happened, but. Bethany, I'm displeased at, uh, at at the situation. Me too. I didn't even know. So now I'm going to have to go in there and start knocking some heads together. Yeah. At you as as a professional, often podcaster co-host, like you, you need to throw your weight around. <laughs> yeah, because I have so much, so much say in what goes on. So, <laughs> but so I will do my best. Kennedy, you're going to graduate soon, I'm guessing. What's next for you? <sighs> um, I plan on attending Transylvania University. It's in Lexington, Kentucky. No, it's not. It's in Europe. It's where Dracula went. Unfortunately, it's not. I would love to go to Europe. Um, has everybody made Dracula jokes when you've told them this? Oh, absolutely. Their mascot, well, their athletic mascot is a bat. As it should be. As it, Yes, as it should be. So what are you going to trans... How, do you, how did you find Transylvania University... Um, to go to, yeah. How'd you find it? First of all, what are you going for? Um, I'm going for. Um, now this is going to make me sound like such a slacker, but my major will be writing, rhetoric, and communication, and then I'll have a double minor in Spanish and Latin American studies. Okay, so maybe you could be like a uh, PR director for something in South America. Yeah, yeah, so that's the plan. What is your? Do you have an ideal job or, or a goal you'd like to achieve going through Transylvania University? Like, what do you want to be when you grow up? Um, I'll probably end up working in a book publishing company and doing interpreting. Okay, cool. That you, What did you want to be when you were like a little kid? Back, when, back seven years ago when you were just a tiny baby infant, what did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be an art teacher. Well, I wanted to be an actor. And then I wanted to be an art teacher. And then I went to TSA and I said, oh, I'm not good at either of those things. But I am good at writing. There you go. So. It, is ve- <laughs> I, it is very good to know your weaknesses. Like, I, I am impatient and I have poor attention to detail. They are my blind spots. And I think it's a strength. You're kidding. <sighs> you shut your hole, girl. Mr. Bansky. Anyway, it's, it's a strength to know your, your weaknesses. How, how might podcasting fit into this moving forward? Because it sounds like you miss it. Yeah, I would like to do um, more podcasts in the future. Uh, I'm getting a scholarship for creative writing at Transy. And part of that, that yeah, that's what they call it. Um, and part of that is working um, on the school newspaper, the literary magazine, they have a radio station, which I've always wanted to be on a college radio station. And I think there is a podcast in some capacity, so I could be involved in that as well. I don't mean to turn you off. The college radio station probably sucks. Probably, um, but... You, you would probably be more successful uh, at, like joining us more regularly and things like that. I did college radio, and it's not at all what I imagined, and it sucked really bad. Um, but, hey... 
Go see what it's like, and it seems like you're going to put your your foot and your attention in all the right places. You even knew? Do you even know what a newspaper is? Uh, yeah. Oh well, I, I don't know. I mean, kids your age don't really read the newspaper; they read the internet, which is basically a digital newspaper. I'm an old soul. Okay, it sounds like it. It sounds like it. Um, what else do I want to ask you, Bethany? What else should I ask Kennedy? She sounds like she's she's off and running, and she knows what she wants to do. Well, I didn't tell you how I found the school. Oh yes, please. So that as well was an accident. I originally had my heart set on Belmont University in Nashville. Okay. That was the beginning of my junior year. My mom and I were looking at other colleges on the way down to Nashville that we were going to visit, uh, or at least drive by when we did a college tour of Belmont. And we have a family friend that lives in Nashville, so we were gonna make a trip out of it and stay there for the week. And so we're on Google, I'm swiping through colleges, and my mom is like, what the heck is Transylvania University? And my ears perked up, and I was like, what is that? I think I have to go here. And I was joking. I was completely joking. I knew nothing about this school. And then I started looking into it more, and I found the website. And I've been telling everybody that I've been dreaming of going to college since I was in third grade. I've always wanted to go to college. I would come home from school and pretend like I was in my dorm room when I would do my homework. And I just have always loved the idea of college. So I click on the website for the first time. And the, uh, their homepage says, this is it, the college experience you've been dreaming of. And it was kind of at that moment where I said, yeah, I think I need to be here. So it was something uh, like esoteric and intangible that drew you to the place. Because mm-hmm. what, what's the enrollment? How many students go there? Uh, there are currently 957 students. Wow. How about this? Uh, I graduated in high school with like 600 students. Yeah, that's crazy to me. That is a tiny school. Are you getting, forgive my my prying, but you should be proud of it. Uh, Bethany muted herself, by the way. She and her husband and her daughter uh, driving out to her in-laws. So it's just me and you for a second here until she unmutes herself. I'm here. Oh, it said muted. You said you muted yourself. Well, yeah, I mute so you don't have to hear the driving part. It's, it's fine. It's all good. Now you now I forgot what I wanted to ask Kennedy. So 900 students. Uh, did you get a full ride? No, I apparently missed the deadline for a full ride, okay. which really made me mad. But it's okay because I... Um, so it's a private liberal arts school. So it's like $58,000 a year. Leave it to me to pick something expensive. But I am getting a ton of scholarships. Oh, child. Yeah, I know. I know. But but I I should be able to only have to pay around seven hundred or seven thousand five hundred for a semester. No, for like a whole year. Okay. Oh, okay. it's not bad. Uh, yeah, sixty thousand dollars a year. So wow. So you're get. So wait, where's this money coming from again? Because if you were my kid, wait, where do you live? Not like your address, but like what neighborhood, what part of town? Uh, South Side. South Side. By the zoo. Yeah, you can't afford that school. The only way that you could afford that school is if you said Ottawa Hills or Perrysburg or maybe Sylvania. Um, so where all, where's all, and if my kid. going to pay for it with all that gig money. What's the gig money? I don't have any. Oh. She's a Yeah, but no one hires me. We're going to get you some. No. Thank you. Nobody who's doing. We will. <laughs> nobody, I can't hire anybody right now. Nobody who's doing gigs in Toledo can afford a $60,000 a year university. I'm sorry. So, yeah, where is this money coming from again? So, I have a 4.55 GPA. So, okay. half, pretty much half of the tuition is just from my grades. And then I got 3000 from a creative writing scholarship. I got some money for being out of state. And uh, I just um, filed this form... I don't remember what it's called. Some official name. FAFSA? FAFSA. No. <laughs> no. I did do that. Um, oh, I got a Pell Grant. Okay. But it's like, uh, basically, I'm arguing with the school about how much money they're going to give me. And I'm basically saying, hi, I have no money. Please give me more because I, I really want to go to school. 
I, yeah, I mean, it's not like Transylvania is, no pun intended in any way, like on the map when it comes to a lot of kids. Obviously, there's only 900 enrolled there, and, and maybe they like it that way, but 60 grand is a lot. That's probably off-putting. Like, 60 grand in Transylvania, this actually sounds like it's something from Goosebumps or yeah. some other after-school thing. And it being a liberal arts place and the bat, uh, the bad thing, like, this is not a, this is not an April Fool's joke, right? You're, you're legit with all this? Oh, I'm 100% legit. Right. I have been the face of some of their events. That was an accident. Um, I rep their logo in the back of my phone case. Like, I basically have been free advertising for a year and a half for this school. What did your parents say when they found out the cost of this? Because that's obviously before you were going to get all these loans and grants. What did they say? My mom wasn't surprised. How come? Because I have a tendency to do things that are expensive. Like my dad said, I had I had a wine taste on a beer budget. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I always find a way to make it work. What were the? Well, that's good, and, and you're you're very bright and engaging, so I can tell. What what other universities or schools were you looking at? So I looked at Belmont in Nashville and Columbia College Chicago. Okay, I were, have family in Chicago. Were those pricey universities as well? Oh yeah. How much? Mm, about the same. Columbia was a little cheaper. Columbia was only 48, but still. And then I applied to BG, but I didn't plan on going there. How come? It was like plan W. Right. That was like your, your fallback, fallback plan. Like if by some chance I get I can't get hired as a Walmart greeter, I'll go to BG? No, great. BG's a great school. I just didn't want to be in Ohio anymore. Got it. That's what that's when I uh, and BG's a great school for the stuff that you're going for. Um, mm-hmm. They've got some some really um, really good and prestigious media arts programs like TV and things like that. So, but um, when I was your age, for what I didn't want to stay home in Philadelphia where I'm originally from. I too was an an angry. Um, volatile kid who wanted to get the hell out of where I lived. It's like, I'm just getting away. So I applied to Maryland and then Towson University, which I wound up going to. And then after a couple of months, I was like, wow, I can't actually go anywhere. I have no car. So I wound up back home in Philadelphia at Temple University. But I totally know wanting to get away from where you live. Yeah, I uh, I got the travel bug pretty young. I was able to go to Kenya when I was a freshman, and I went to Hungary in 2018, and I got to go to Paris last year. Very nice. Or 2019. So I, like, now that I know what other things are like, I cannot stay yeah. in Toledo. Well, good for you, because as, as you might see, well, I, I see it a lot. One, for whatever reason, people grow up and stay here in Toledo, as opposed to other places where I've lived and worked. People are often transient coming or going, and people just kind of seem to stay here their whole lives. And there's there's nothing wrong with that, but too many people get in a very in a in a in a silo kind of perspective. Uh, one really low example of that would be is people think that the weather doesn't change or act really weird in other parts of the country. Like only in Toledo would it snow on April 1st. No, actually that happens a lot of places that you might believe that. Yeah. Um, where exam, where, where, what city or town is in Transylvania university in Lexington? It's in Lexington, Kentucky. So you're, you're going to be around like the university or Kentucky. Yeah. University of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, two blocks away. Okay. That's a massive school. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so do you think you will continue, do you want to do any podcasting on your own? I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, I've, I don't do well talking by myself. I, I'm really good with conversation and I like bouncing ideas off of people, mm-hmm. but if you leave me by myself, then it just turns into a train wreck. Yeah, I'm, I'm not great at that either. I, I've always said and um, greatly respected the talk radio host that I would listen to that did it by themselves. One, you have to have a massive ego and believe like almost every word you say, even if you're taking what's called like a straw man argument. Um, and I'm like a C plus with that. But I do enjoy interviewing people or having good chemistry um, with, with co-hosts like Bethany and the other people that hop on. If you were to do a podcast with your uh, creative writing interest, it sounds like you would want to do something serialized like storytelling rather than discussion like this. No, I think I'd rather do something discussion based. Okay. What things do you like talking about? 
I like explicating poems, breaking down their meanings, and art. I talk about art a lot, too. Um, I what, get really deep with random things. What kind of art? Um, lots of it. I, I like a lot of different types. Um, I like talking about modern art and contemporary art because it makes no sense to me. Okay. And I don't understand why someone can paint a black square on a canvas and it gets put in a museum. Okay. Um, but I also, I have a great appreciation for artists like Van Gogh and Picasso and artists who at their time were not well appreciated, um, but now are some of the most revered artists. I've always wanted to like find those modern, those modern artists that do that. Like the artist that has, it's like a full huge canvas and it's just white and just like interview these artists and ask them why and what they were thinking and like is there some deep meaning behind it did you expect it to go i guess viral for lack of a better term it's it's just bizarre to me like i mean art is very subjective anyway um but there's certain pieces that i'm like how what what makes that a collector's item Exactly. What makes what makes that so special? It's like uh, it's trying. It's like I'm trying to figure out what NFTs are, Bethany. I know you don't know what that is, Kennedy. Do you know what those are? No. Non fungible tokens. Um, People like if somebody creates a meme, now it can get shared a bazillion times, but the person that created it could sell it as an NFT. And this is things like this have already happened, and they get sold for sometimes tens of thousands, even millions of dollars. It's very abstract and obtuse, like the world of art, exactly like what Bethany and Kennedy you just said. It's a square on, on a on a canvas, and people want to pay millions for it because that guy was that guy was either high or inspired. Sure, <laughs> whatever. Maybe not my thing, but maybe it's yours. I've always wanted to get a piece of art in a museum. And I think if I just paint like a giant circle on a canvas, I think I have a good shot. You have a better shot if you're dead, though. After, if you die, then it's more likely that you'll become famous. Like, That's I, true. I cannot think of any living artist. Um, I, do, you know, I, do you know who Banksy is? Yeah. Okay, I know, I, I know what that is, but nobody knows who that person is, so that doesn't count. Um, but that, that, I mean, that's part of it. It's like the intrigue that you, you don't actually know who he is. Right. But I, I don't, it's not like Scott Horn. I love his stuff. Right, Bethany? Yeah, I know you do. But he's not dead, so he's not famous. So, um. But not, not yet. What else? What else? Kennedy, what do you do for, for fun as an 18-year-old? I play a lot of music. Like, what kind of music do you like? Um, well... The kind of music I like is not the kind I get to play. I'm really involved in my worship team at church, and I play for that all the time. But I really like like uh, listening to pop punk, um, a little bit of screamo, like pretty much the stuff that everyone's like, "Ew, turn this off." That's my cup of tea. All the things that Bethany grew up listening to in 2006 and seven, right, Bethany? (laughs) Sure. You liked Panic when they were just, yeah, when they weren't the big stars that they are now, right, Bethany? Yeah, that's true. Um, Kennedy, who are some of the artists that you like that you just mentioned in Screamo and otherwise? Um, Well, this band isn't necessarily Screamo, but my favorite band, um, they're based in England. Their name is Black Peaks. They are post-progressive rock, I think. Um, And I've actually, uh, they're a four-piece. I got to take lessons with the guitar player and the bass player customized a guitar pedal for me. Very cool. And then I also know their drummer too. So I've gotten to meet this band and they're just, they're a bunch of really cool guys. And it's nice to know that my favorite band isn't a bunch of snobs who are like, oh yeah, we're this awesome band and we're better than everybody. They're like genuinely good people. Good. It's good to know. Uh, do you ever think that they're going to like break through and have like a big pop pop radio hit or anything like that? Oh no. Okay. Um, what other things do you do as as an eighteen year old? Do you do you have boyfriends, girlfriends? Do you have a job? Uh, I'm single. Okay. Uh, I don't have time for that right now. Okay. But um, I do have a job. Technically, two jobs. For the last three years, I've done babysitting and house sitting and. 
dog sitting. I sit on all the things. Huh. Um, I actually, this last week, I was just dog sitting and I made like 300 bucks. Basically, I got paid to live. Dang. Good to know um, because there's a, a woman that I've been dating. And Bethany, I need to change her name to Olive. <laughs> okay. She is, she's itching to go on a vacation. And I have been, I, I have... I would like to go on a vacation. I have no problem traveling other than being impatient, but I've always been concerned because I have two dogs and I need someone to watch them and I don't want to board them and I would be comfortable having someone stay at my place. So if you weren't going to Transylvania, I would have put you on the list. You sound very smart and responsible. Well, that's a shame. What? What's a shame? That you're going? That or... I'm, well... Well, maybe we can figure it out. Yeah, I can't, we can figure it out. I can't have Bethany watch my dogs because the one time she did, my dog came back with a sprained knee. Listen. I didn't listen. even know dogs could do that. Yeah, yeah, they can. Listen. They, uh, they can get, it was they not get, my fault. It sure was. All I know is you you had Diddy. Diddy comes back with a sprained ACL. Yeah, they can really mess Diddy up their knees. Diddy had the knees. time of his life. I'm sure he did. <laughs> maybe it was too much time of his life. Um, let's see. So dog sitting, house sitting. Oh, I know. I Sorry. I, I hop around like this. Um, going back to cost of education, who's paying that $7,000 a year um, or so? Um, not me. Okay, so your parents are paying. <laughs> yeah, my good. grandpa is. Good, 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 good. Uh, this is where we can connect. So when I was growing up, that was kind of the way it was. Like, you know... You, you had to go to college, um, but somebody had to pay for that. And it wasn't that expensive when I was going or thinking of going. So, like, your grandparents would, you know, put some money aside in, God, I forget what the things were, were called. Some kind of stock or, or bond. I forget what they were. Like a savings bond? Yeah, something like that. And I know Ohio has something where you can contribute money from your paycheck, kind of like a 401k, and they match it. Right, Bethany? Yeah, so, yeah something like that. I forget what it's called. But uh, I'm... I'm glad that your family has the money to pay for that. Many don't, and I hope that they can get um, the loans and grants that they that they want so they can get to higher education. But I'm glad that um, you don't have to worry about um, picking up a job and college bills so you can focus on your education and the podcast you're going to bring back. Yeah, yeah. Do you have any questions for this little podcast? I don't think so. Okay. And I did a good job when I talked to your, you and your classmates as the ambassadors. Yeah, that was super cool. When I brought up that um, I was going to be on the podcast, everyone was really confused. And I was like, well, isn't the point of having guests to, to meet people and like create relationships with people? And they're like, oh, I guess so. I thought they were just here to talk to us. No, 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 no. Um, all right, Bethany. Opportunity. Be- Bethany, are you ready? To- now, Kennedy, we're going to shift away from me picking all over you here, like asking you things, into more typical podcast content, okay? Okay. Cool. Feel free to chime in whenever you'd like. Uh, Bethany, your your child is addicted to a phone, and she is six months old? She's almost six months. Almost six it, months. I wouldn't, say it, I wouldn't say addicted to the phone. What happened was um, I realized that we had apparently gone through this developmental leap and that all of a sudden we found uh that the phone was very interesting and so anytime that mom was on the phone or uh playing her hq trivia game or what have you watching youtube that uh we discovered the screen and discovered that it was very interesting and then i kind of panicked because i don't want my child to be addicted to the phone so uh it gets put away a lot um, but we will FaceTime like with my parents and right now her favorite person in the entire world is my dad, uh, magic Mike shout out. Um, so grandpa is her absolute favorite person in the whole entire world. And so we, I, we FaceTimed last night and, uh, she was like holding the phone, acting like she knew exactly what to do smiling talking in the phone all all this stuff and then my dad's like okay you know give me a kiss good night or whatever and she kisses the phone and i'm like okay what 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 um but then i used to, i she like it took her about 30 seconds and i see the wheels turning 
as she realizes that grandpa's not really there like she's just seeing a screen of grandpa and she starts crying because grandpa is not really there and she can't really give him a kiss and it was it broke my heart it broke my heart but uh does she usually give kisses sometimes sometimes um she's she's getting she's getting it Basically, everything she learns, she learns from my dad because he, he's the only one that she cares about. Um, so, like, he's gotten her to start, like, singing these songs that he's made up, and um, it's it's really funny. Hold on. But, uh, Wait, hold on one second. Hold on. Don't go anywhere. There, There is some. Hey, Jerry. Yes. Hi, you're on speaker. Uh, what's going on? Okay, bye. Sorry, uh, that was my boss. And uh, there's more fun. Uh, there isn't fun at the Capitol. Uh, a car rammed the Capitol barricade, injuring two officers' driver shot. So, what? More chaos in Washington. Hopefully, it's nothing like what it was a couple months ago. Um, all right, I'm Ma- telling you, Magic Mike and Maddie. I love it. They've got their little relation. Is she- so she's got a lot of like technology on that bouncy thing of hers. Is it the lights and all the shiny things that really attract her? Yeah, she she likes textural things, so um, she's found a liking with, like, chip bags and wrappers and things that crinkle. And there's, like, this little butterfly bee-looking thing that's attached to her jumper that the wings are, like, crinkly. Like, dog toys have that have that crinkle stuff. Yeah. Um, she really likes that. So that's, that's one of her favorite things um, is crinkle stuff. So she likes noisy texture she likes lights she likes sounds music um they never constantly wants, I no i know she constantly wants to be active like homegirl will not sit and and be content she'll she'll sit and play with uh her little shape blocks for a little bit but still hates tummy time can't get her to do that if i lay her down she doesn't what, want like she wants to sit up T- tummy time tummy tie you're supposed, you're supposed to put kids on their stomach so that they build up muscles in their back and their head and they start to push up and it's like the precursor to crawling and it's whatever it's all the developmental stuff that kid's gonna need no she's gonna need a more regimented workout to pick that head up like you're gonna have to get her to planet fitness <laughs> well she hates it anyway she'd rather be in, in the jumper 24 7 or sitting up or all, all the things so it's yeah, but the moral of the story is that I have to hide my phone because I do not want my child to be addicted to a screen. Um, I she want- can she can watch Sesame Street for a little bit during the day. She really likes Sesame Street. I wonder if she it. can even like psychologically get addicted to something that isn't your boob at this point in her <laughs> life. I I th- I really think they can. I think it's. I mean, we didn't grow up with screens like that. We grew up in front of the television. But it's it makes noise. The screen is bright and moves, and it's very colorful, and it's it's addicting to them. I like I can see it. She's she's not even six months old, and I see it. I see the wheels turning when she sees the the phone screen, and she reaches for it already. And I'm like, well, no, 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 no. We're not doing this. All right, grab you, grab face, chill out. Yeah. Um. So I don't know if uh, if you saw this, Bethany, but I found it rather hysterical, and it was fitting for my week. Did you see that there were giant inflatable animals on Summit Street today or uh, yesterday? I did not, but I'm all for that. What what kind of animals were were these uh, inflatable? It, one was a one was a cute mouse, and then the other one was a pig. That's adorable. That's a random. Why, why? Not random. Well, yeah. There was meaning there. So here's how this all played out. And I'm not lying. The, the, this news story is several places. Um, so they were in front of, they were on Summit, north of Cherry Street. They were in front of the Wonder Bread Building, in I think on both sides of Summit. So if you didn't know, the Wonder Bread, well, we have a Wonder Bread factory. And yeah. uh, it's... It's been closed, but it's going to be restored, and it's going to be in, uh, there will be 33 apartments, and I believe it will be affordable housing, which I was educated on on Tuesday, 
because I had coffee with uh, one of the people who is a part of Ark Restoration. She is a great woman, and I have seen her name um, part of Ark Restoration in lots of projects that have been in the area over the last several years. In fact, I think, Bethany, they might be part of some of the places that are across the street from TSA. Oh, is it Jefferson? Mate, I'm, I'm not certain, and, and maybe I'm confusing her name with somebody else's, but like, by no means did I get bad vibes from her, and she, I, I was connected to her from, from another good person who I trust, and my, no, no kinds of, like, alarms or anything went off, thinking this was a, a discreditable person. So, the people, uh, there were people along with the inflatable animals, and actually it wasn't a mouse. I think it was intended to be a rat. And in the hands of the pig were white workers, like white men. So, the, th- this wasn't a union protest, but I believe the people were out there protesting the wages that this woman and her company were paying the contractors and carpenters to redo the building. Um, what? I didn't get much further than that because I... I I don't understand a lot of union things or, or worker things, but I did I did not get any sense nor from from how I was connected to this person or when I spoke with her and had coffee with her for 90 minutes on Tuesday did I think that this was a shady individual underpaying people to get a job done. But yes, inflatable animals, which is perfect. The only thing they were missing was a bunny for Easter. I don't how much traffic is down there? I mean, I know Summit Street like in the heart of downtown is pretty busy, but how um, much traffic goes not, past? Not a ton. Not a ton. Um, there's some. But, yeah. So, I don't know how long they'll be out there or anything like that. And, again, I don't think it was a union thing. They were just protesting the wages that the workers were being paid. Um, another thing. It was uh, it was in the Blade today. One of the city council people has put forth um, or is putting out there for discussion an ordinance that in, rest, in restaurants in Toledo... Under the kids' menu, the options would no longer include, um, like, sugary beverages. And I like this a lot. There are uh, there are some places, I think actually Philadelphia was one of the first places. They have a sugar tax in the city of Philadelphia. So if you get, like, a, um, a one-liter bottle of Coke, um, if it's not diet or the Coke Zero stuff, there's a sugar tax on there. And it's actually quite pricey. Um, it, yeah, hold on, we had a whole revolution because we had sugar taxes, and now we're just doing it again. Kind of, um, right? As usual, like the messaging can be a bit short, but I get I got the intention of it at least in Philadelphia, and I think New York tried this under the rich guy. Bloomberg. Listen, don't 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 get me wrong here. Uh, my understanding is that most kid menus you can't order off the kids menu if you're twelve or over. And I don't know many 12-year-olds that go to restaurants to pay for their own dinner. So wouldn't that just be by the discretion of the parent as to what they want their child to drink? There's that, too. And I think it's said in the story that the parents can still order it and hand it over to the kids. But I like the idea of it. And let me see if I can tie this all together. Um, I mean, the next thing you know, they're going to take away your chicken nuggies. Oh, no. I literally just had those for lunch. You cannot take away my chicken nuggets. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean... The staple at the dinner table is like chalky milk, chalky milk and chicky nugs. That's that's what you get when you're a kid and you go to a restaurant. I get it. Kids are super picky eaters. And if two things are touching, then the whole thing has to go. I get it. The chicken nuggets, chicken tenders, all that stuff. Pizza, grilled cheese. I like the sentiment of the idea to at least people to get to think about like what goes in their bodies. And I don't know, like unless your kid is just an absolutely awful eater and headed down a path of childhood obesity, this is a fat, overweight, unhealthy country. And there isn't a single person, this isn't, there's not a single person who doesn't want to complain and rightfully so about the cost of healthcare. Many of those issues that we seek out healthcare for are because we put junk in our bodies. And if we, we can at least plant the seed of, putting better things in our bodies, maybe it will lead to less trips to very expensive healthcare places. Perhaps. Hopefully they integrate it with the games because I don't know many kids that actually read the kids' menu. It's more just to play tic-tac-toe. So, Right. It's a cool little menu. <laughs> I, I just tie it back to, so when I was a kid, after... Like, we lived at McDonald's. <clears throat> after all my sports games, like, part of the reason I just wanted to get through the game sometimes was... <clears throat> to get the McDonald's. And this wasn't like the end of the season treat. This was after every game. And I didn't I didn't I, 
I didn't go I for the... Obs- I have an obscene amount of McDonald's toys. From when you were a kid or now? Uh, both. Both. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, we grew up on fast food. There was no Panera. There were no healthier options. And when we were growing up, I was not going. I, I was not going to McDonald's after my games and th- things like that. For yogurt parfaits and salads, I was mm-hmm. eating, like... We still live, what was it, um, Biggie Size It or whatever you could do it, the, the extra value meal, where they could just <laughs> stack as much food on there as possible. And I'm glad to see that parents these days are a lot more aware of, like, healthier options. So th- that's why I don't know if this ordinance is going to pass or if it's going to do anything because the, the dad, if the dad can just order whatever they want for the kid and the kid can have it, even if it's not on the menu. But just to plant the seed of better things going into our bodies. I get it. Um, for the third time in two weeks, there was a dog that was mistreated and wound up in the Humane Society's hands. Beth, Bethany, this has to stop. Okay. is it? Are you talking about the one that had the arrow through his head? No. There's a third one. There was Parsley last week, and Parsley is doing better. She's skin and bones, but she's eaten like she's never eaten before. Yeah, the middle of the week, there was a dog with arrows in it, and this time it was uh, like a mangy, flea-bag-ridden hound, and it looked really bad, and that dog wound up in the care of the Humane Society as well. I don't, I just don't, I don't understand. I don't get it. Like, use something else as your target. Use, Use something else to mistreat, not... Not a helpless animal. Like your neighbor. I just don't. Do whatever you want to your neighbor. Sure. No, I mean, we've had enough violence and death in the last year or so um, when it comes to people misbehaving during all this. And, and I get it. Maybe it's induced by the pandemic. Um, but, yeah, I think you, like me, whenever you hear of something done awfully to a dog, we think of our own animals, right? Oh, my gosh. My stomach just turns. Like, I saw the pictures of that, that uh, dog that had the arrow through it. And I'm like... Why would you do this? How? How? Why? Who? All the all all the W questions, and uh, I just I don't understand it. I can't I can't wrap my head around it. So you and Josh are headed where for Easter festivities? Uh, we are. So we have uh, Josh got off at noon, and we have tomorrow off. So we came out to his parents, who live about an hour away, um, and his two grandmas are here, and. Um, we haven't seen them in a long time, especially because of the pandemic. Um, so we came out here. We'll be here till tomorrow night. Um, so I'm excited to just hang out and, and see them. We haven't spent a lot of time with them. And then I'll, Josh works on Sunday, so I'll be with my family on Sunday. Before we uh, started recording, um, I was telling you the story of Passover, getting you up to speed on that. Can you tell me how the Easter Bunny got involved in Easter? That's a really good question, and I wish I knew, but I don't I even do. know. I know. Kennedy, what do you got? Mr. Moyer just taught me this yesterday. Okay. Shout out to Taylor Moyer. Of course so, he did. Yeah. So, now i got to see if I remember it, though. Okay, so when Christianity was being spread by this emperor um, named Constantine, Constantine the Great, this was about... Um, oh, I forget. It was like... Close Middle Ages, like, like 800, 900, 1000, like before no, I the feel Crusades? Like yeah, somewhere around there. Well, remember, Maybe a little earlier. It, it had to be after like year zero because that's when Jesus, you know. Yeah, it was after Jesus. Okay, you're obviously. Okay, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah. Constantine so, the Great. So he was uh, battling this other guy, uh, Maxentinius or something like that. Maximilian? Maximus? No, Maxentinius. Maxent- okay. And Maxentinius um, was fighting on behalf of, like, pagans. Got it. And Constantine was fighting on behalf of Christianity. Okay. Constantine won, but to make the pagans of the world happy, they took some pagan traditions and they integrated it into Christian beliefs. So. Okay. It was believed, so they would take, like, Christmas trees, they were brought, they would cut down pine trees and bring them into their home um, to kind of, uh, like, keep something alive until spring. And then when spring would come, they would celebrate the bunnies because there'd be baby bunnies everywhere, 
and it was a reminder oh spring is here things are coming to life again and so that's how the easter bunny kind of came about makes sense what what are the jews doing all of that you know my people i think they were just upset and confused (laughs) much as i am all right so then how did we get to the easter bunny laying chocolate eggs filled with cream which by the way are absolutely delicious i know they're very polarizing like candy corn i love candy corn cadbury eggs are chef's kiss love cadbury eggs that delicious cream disgusting stop it stop stop with your heresy so how did we are disgusting so how did we get to i'm talking to kennedy now how did we get a rabbit laying chocolate eggs that's beyond me but if it started in America, I wouldn't be surprised. Right, with all us fatties here. Yeah, you know that was like Hershey or Nestle or one of those chocolate companies that was like, it was How just are we a marketing campaign around Easter time, and they were like, "Let the Easter Bunny lay chocolate eggs." Bunnies don't lay eggs, and they probably don't eat chocolate. But we're gonna marry the two together, and people are gonna buy it. Kennedy, what are your Easter plans? It sounds like you're pretty involved with uh, with your religion. Yeah, tonight I'm driving up to Michigan. My best friend lives uh, about an hour or 30 minutes outside of Detroit. So I'm going to his church service tonight um, because the one in my church, um, was the service was full. What uh, what city outside of Detroit? I'm familiar with the area. Um, he's in Sterling Heights, but he his church is in Troy. Oh, it's a boy. Hmm, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yes. Let's not do anything very <laughs> un-Catholic or, or... Oh, no, I would I would never. No, no. Um, okay, so well, that'll be a good time. Troy is a very nice area. You could, uh, mm-hmm. are you, you're not staying overnight, are you? No. Okay. Because if no. you did, you could go to Somerset. What's that? That's a mall. Oh, the mall. Yes, yes. Mall. I've been there. It's so bougie. That's a yes. mall where people who can actually that's afford right. to pay the tuition at Transylvania University <laughs> shop. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I, I went there uh, last year. Good we times. didn't buy anything, but we just kind of made fun of the rich people. Um, okay, so that sounds that's not, like what is an Easter service like? Um, they're usually more showy. At least at my church, I go to Calvary. Uh, they're a little bit more showy than um, the other services, and they're more general, I would say, um, because Easter and Christmas are the two times of year that people who don't normally go to church right. do go to church, and yeah. so as like a strong Christian, yeah, as a strong Christian. I, it's like a little bit harder for me to like connect with the message because I've heard it so many times, Right. but I just try to find ways where I can serve. Like, uh, I'll be a greeter or I'll help people with their seats or I'll play on the worship team. Okay. How do you feel about Jewish people? What? Have you ever met one? <laughs> yes. Really? How, how many Jewish people have you met in your life? Oh, I don't know. I went to a, a bat mitzvah. Oh, so, quite a few. Did you enjoy that? I did. When when I went, um, this this was uh, about mm, six years ago. So when I went, I had no idea what was going on. I was like, okay, I got invited to this thing. I don't even really know this girl, but I'll go. Sounds like fun. And I had no idea what to expect. I was, I guess, I was expecting something very formal and boring. But uh, it was not. And I ended up being the last one on the dance floor. And they were like, We've, we ended the party like two hours ago. Like, you got to leave. Did you not go to the synagogue part? Because that's super boring. No, we, I didn't. Oh, okay. Yeah, you, you, you skipped out on the boring part. Like, it's just a bunch of Jewish people sitting around in a, in a religious building like a church. And the poor 13-year-old boy or girl has to read from the Torah. And my dad made me read the Hebrew where most of my friends had it translated into, they they had it written phonetically in English. It was painful. It was painful. But apparently the the older people in the congregation or whatever we call it said that I I was one of the best bar mitzvahs they've ever seen. They were very impressed with your, your Hebrew. They were. They were. Well, Kennedy, we've got to wrap up. Do you have any final thoughts or questions? You're, you're welcome to join us again if you'd like. I'm sorry today wasn't too eventful. Oh, that's okay. I'm just thankful I got to be here. This was super yeah. fun. Yeah, you're great. Um, and next time, Thank Bethany, uh, maybe we can have Kennedy on for a special edition of the five-second rule. Would you like to tell Kennedy what, what that game is like? Um, think of the most terrifying experience you've had in your life. Hmm. And then just... Put a ticking, Blast it into five seconds and yeah, put, put a TikTok on it. And, n- uh, not the app, like an actual ticking <laughs> clock. 
like a ticking clock on you, and that's that's pretty much what it's like. It's oh, terrifying. Boy. He uh, and for some reason he likes to pick on me, and he will deny it up and down. But he always gives me the hard ones, and then Floyd and Philip or whoever else plays gets these extremely easy ones. I, you know what? We can do this off the cuff. Um, here, Bethany, why don't you explain how this works? To I found my ticking, so I'm going to give you something, and then and then we'll show Kennedy how this works. All right? Oh, great! Can't uh, wait. I need three things you don't want your. I need three things you don't want in Maddie's mouth. Uh, my finger, my hair. Kennedy, think you can try that? Yeah. Okay. Um, three fast food restaurants. In and out, Chick Fil A, Burger King. Look at that. Okay. Like I said. What? All right. <laughs> Bethany, this is. I'm in my element. I do this to people all the time. Bethany, back to you. I need three things Josh does that pisses you off. Mm-hmm. Always tries to do things by himself. She's He's not really good bad at, at, at Ken- hiring people. Kennedy, she sucks at this game. <laughs> I suck at this game because you give me hard ones. Like you, you can't. It's it's the ones where you have to think and answer in five seconds is impossible. If you just ask something that's like a hard answer, like the fast food ones, I can rattle off names. But if you make me think about something and answer in five seconds, I can't do it. All I hear is whining and complaining. <laughs> All right, back to Kennedy here. In honor of where you're going to school um, next year, I need three legendary monsters. Dracula, Bigfoot, and Loftus Monster. She is good. This is how my brain functions. Yeah. Bethany, uh, back to you, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, three ways you would describe Maddie's poop. Stinky, Play-Doh, and dark. Okay. Ooh. You got one. We'll end it on a high note there. Good job. Oh, gee, If it makes you feel any better, uh, when I was over Olive's house the other night, I was there for like two hours. That kid pooped three times, and one of those times was when he had been on my lap, and it was disgusting. <gasps> like, he didn't poop on me. He pooped in the diaper. No. That, there was nothing. So- God. No, uh, so I took I took Madigan to uh, work one day and <gasps> really, I, yeah, I did. She's she's been there a couple times. Um, not since June, I've been back though. But uh, so Russ Winkle, Miss Russ Winkle, was holding her. Um, those two are are best friends, and uh, something happened, and she I came back in the room, and she was like, I think. I think she, you know, peed or whatever. Um, she's kind of wet. And I was like, oh, okay. And I went to change her. And it was not, it was not pee. And uh, Liquid the, other, poop. the other thing had happened. And so she had to go home and change her clothes. It got on her? It got on her. I felt so horrible. Your kid shit on a co-worker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she did. She did, but it, things things are better now. Like things are things are a lot. Um, they've firmed up uh, because she started some some solid foods. So we don't we don't get as many explosions anymore, which is great. So we're we're moving forward. But yeah, that happened, and I felt really really bad about it. As you should. <laughs> so, all right. Well, though. Kennedy, it was good to uh, good to catch up with you. I look forward to following you and, and all the success that you have at Transylvania University and and all these other fun things. We'll have you back on the podcast soon. Okay. All right. Thank you. And Bethany, you can just get lost. <laughs> wow. I'm okay. I'm kidding. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.